Hey everybody, this is Tanner Knight. Welcome back to Night and Moon. I am joined with my lovely and talented wife, Gabby Luna Knight. Hi. Hi. And uh, today we are going to take a little break from the current batch of episodes that we've been focusing on, which is a little bit heavy of a topic, the loss of a pet. And uh, we're going to take a little breather and just do a fun episode for you this, this week. So... We have an episode that we recorded a couple months ago, Mm -hmm. and is there anything you'd like to say to set up this episode for the people? Yeah, it looks like a lot of you really liked it. We've got a lot of, like a wave of listeners that liked our last episode that was the 25 questions about each other, and we answered on each other. So we got through the first 25, or the first part of that questionnaire, And then we recorded the second part, I think, possibly the same day or within the next few nights. And we're just doing an updated intro to to this episode, basically. And I I don't think that's the final episode of 25 Questions either, is it? No, there's a few more questions that we haven't recorded yet, but we will record soon. So all things to stay tuned for. But in the meantime, enjoy this week's episode, 25 Questions. Part two. Yay. And with her, we have Smokey smoking away on the old smoke box. Being a good kitty. He's right here. We're back. We are back. And oh, there Smokey's he goes. Smokey's leaving. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Smokey. Goodbye, Smokey. We also have Jack with us. So if you are wondering if all four are here, we are. We are all four and all here. True. So. I'm not going to say this episode isn't going to make any sense to you, but you might want to go back and listen to the previous week's episode because we started a series where we're asking each other questions from a very particular article where it's basically quizzing us on how well we know each other. Yeah, it's a woman's health article. I'll put it on our show notes. So if you want to follow along with the article or see where we came from with the previous section of questions, Go ahead and check that out. So this week, well, first of all, last week we kind of nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. We nailed it. We knew each other pretty well. Absolutely. And I I guess it was the warm-up round, so we'll call it an easy win. (laughs) This week it gets a little tougher with questions about the future. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Things we, have we even talked about all these things? I don't know. Will this break us? (laughs) (laughs) we'll see we'll see what was the quote that was at the the top of this section yeah it was really weird sure you guys are in love now but if you plan on staying together forever there's a lot you should talk through and make sure you're on the same page (laughs) let's talk through it babe let's talk through it so what's our first question so yeah these questions are about the future what do you think i want my life to look like in five years so i would say in five years, our life, if everything went to according to your plan, would look pretty similar to what it is today. Only I would not be working. Uh, we would be spending most of our time creating episodes for this podcast, devoting time to our website. Other than that, I think that if we can have financial security based on our own content media empire, that would be your perfect vision of five years from now. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And I would say that that's your same vision as well. (laughs) Yeah. 
I agree. I don't want to be working. Yeah. In two years, let alone five years. Five years. Yeah. So that's what we're aiming for, people. Get on board. (laughs) Why are you yelling at (laughs) listeners? Because they got to get more people on board. In an ideal world, where do you see me living? Here. I'd say, yeah, I guess it's true for now. (laughs) Yeah. I guess the only time we think or talk about moving is when it's no longer ideal here. Yeah. And so far, it still fits the bill for being ideal. I would say here for you as well. But also, I think that living in Utah is, I don't want to say it's easier than living anywhere else, but there's just a lot of opportunity here. And Yeah, it does seem to be a bit easier. Yeah. And I think it just is more difficult to get a job that pays you what you're worth. And Yeah. Or what you need to make ends meet. Yeah, the cost of life is more expensive across the board. And making $40,000 a year, it's like, no wonder no one wants to be a teacher. It's like, you're just enslaving yourself to a life of poverty, basically, nowadays. I've never been a teacher, but I don't know what kind of treatment you get from the students. (laughs) Yeah, not even mentioning that. But anyway, I feel for the plight of teachers. I don't mean to dump on teachers. I think that it sucks that teachers are paid so shittily and that they should be paid more. Yeah. And education should be made more of a priority and less of a commodity. That would be an ideal world for me, I guess. Yeah. I always say the same thing, but it's just the amount of people. It just doesn't doesn't accommodate for everyone to have the education they deserve. When there are as many people as there are, it's like the bar just gets progressively lower with the the number of people going up. So I think that that's kind of what you expect as part of education in the future. It's going to be harder to teach kids. It's going to be harder for education not to be tainted by corporate interests. Yeah. And it's going to just be harder to really know what's true and what's false because AI is already blurring those lines for us. Eventually, it can be complete websites that just show up with complete... I mean, there already are websites like that, but a lot of people go to Wikipedia to get information and, you know, how reliable is that going to be? Yeah. How reliable is it in the first place? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I think we're getting in the weeds already. What? Where? (laughs) That's why these episodes tend to go along. Yeah. They're thought-provoking. Would you ever move to accommodate for my job if it was like our podcast i would say we would yes and i would say the same for you that if our life was taken to a new city and that was the road that was laid before us i think that you would be on board regardless of uh, the circumstances as long as the location was right but uh, as far as if the company wants to ship you to manitoba canada do you want to (laughs) go I think it depends on the situation, like how much you're getting paid and stuff. And if you if you think it's the right move, yeah, I would probably be okay with it too. Do I want to go to Canada? I mean, no, <laughs> no, uh, no, solid, solid no. <laughs> so uh, I would go visit. Where? How far is that? <laughs> how far north is that? <laughs> north of here, just to know that. Just super cold. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think there are limits as to where you would readily jump on the bandwagon Yeah, for where to go. But if it's anywhere in uh, Central or South America, I think that would be cool. It would be fun. Yeah, and we would both enjoy it. Would you ever want 
a long distance relationship. This is easy. I know that you would not want a long distance relationship. Yeah. And you wouldn't either. Nor would I. <laughs> but like, would we? How would we do? Like, if it if your something requires you to be separated for a little bit, I mean, I'm not gonna break up with you. No, just but for I, that. I don't think anybody wants to do a long term relationship. People do it for oh, okay. various reasons. I think again, the circumstances have to be pretty severe for me to want to. Uh, do a long distance relationship in my 40s. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be weird. I'm a bit old for that. Uh, I'm going to go over here and you go over there. <laughs> you you stay over there. Have <laughs> no. fun. Yeah, that's that's not what I'm interested in. So No, we follow each other around the house. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty much. <yeah. laughs> Which is what we do with codependent. All, all, actually, we all... <laughs> all four of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I guess that's that's pretty much. Take that as you will. Does your partner want to get married in the future? No. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I say I guess this is this is for people who are not married. I guess I guess <laughs> that's the problem. So you know maybe, what? We're already married. We're we're rigging the system here. You know what? <laughs> we're smart for doing this after we got married. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, now you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. um, um so the short answer no. I don't think you want to get married in the future. I, not again, not with anybody else. I'm already married to you, so, so we're we're gonna we'll keep just, it at one person. Yeah. <laughs> keep it at that. No polygamy here, even though we're in Utah. How happy are you with your current work situation? I think you're pretty happy with <laughs> yours. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think about mine? I think you're unhappy. I think you like your coworkers, and you know, for a job, it's okay. But obviously, you're not happy. You don't want to be doing that. Yeah, it's it's I I feel like a bitch complaining about my job because <laughs> I really have a pretty sweet gig and I uh can be grateful for that. But as far as the day-to-day -day work, it's a lot. I get asked to do a lot and it's some of it's not very fulfilling. It's just like, okay, I got to figure out how to do this shit. And it's like, yeah, do I wake up super excited to go into work? Not terribly, but mm -hmm. as far as work situations go i have nothing to complain about and i try to maintain that <laughs> that attitude but it's still valid that i mean yeah whether yeah. you enjoy it or not i mean that's still a valid thing yeah at the end of the day i'm working for someone else's pocketbook and they do pay me i uh i still have very little ownership in the company and the ownership i have is is basically made up on this future IPO situation and I'm not going to go into that but either way it's it's like future investment just working there other than my day-to-day -day paycheck next question how do I feel about having kids oh my gosh I think that we can pretty much say <laughs> that we will never have children <laughs> yes before we even got married he got a vasectomy so I think <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> in like, case there are any questions hello Vasectomy? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> and then that was it. No, we were both on the same page that we didn't want kids. And then he said, oh, I should get a vasectomy. Kind of like threw it out one day. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I, like a few weeks later, I was like, yeah, are you going to do that or what? <laughs> He's like, I don't think I you want me on hormones. <laughs> so, yeah. So I would say unequivocally, we do not want to have children mm -hmm. in the future but or... we enjoy the practice of <laughs> making them yes yes thank you 
All right. Since that one was so easy, I'll say the next one. Does your partner want to own a home one day? Okay, so we can skip through some of these since, again, these are meant for non-married folks. And we are kind of old folks in that we already own a home or at least the bank owns a home and we pay them every month. Okay, here's one that's a little less specific to uh, non-married people. Do you think I like to talk about the future? Why or why not? The future? Yeah. Why? Because <laughs> that's good. Say, I think that when you want to plan with someone, you want to talk about the future. I would say that yes, but it's more complicated than that. I think I do like to talk about the future generally, but when it comes to certain specifics, I have the s- impending sense of doom that you always have. Either. Yeah, it's like I do, I just don't know. I have this this lack of knowledge about what's going to happen. And I guess that's just what happens when you get older is that you really start understanding how little knowledge you have and little control you have over the things you think you have control over. And, you know, I I guess that a part of me wants to know the future. A part of me doesn't want to know the future because there's this very distinct possibility that the future is is going to be real shitty for a lot of people, including us. And, you know, there's a possibility that's not the case. and maybe things go way better for you the humans of the world but i do think there's a tipping point coming and it's hard to think about the future when that feeling is is there i agree with you i also think that past generations have grown up with that same feeling yeah yeah totally and at any given point anyone could have a really hard time too yeah so yeah there's there's no rhyme or reason as to why certain people suffer more than others like i guess my wish and goal for humanity is that no one suffers it's at least no one suffers unneedly unnecessarily unnecessarily like i just don't think people should suffer unnecessarily and there are circumstances which people put themselves in like let's go climb everest well, yeah. you're going to suffer. <laughs> That's shitty. Well, but you also have to look at it in like the grand scale. Sometimes you you're like you put yourself in a position of suffering and then sometimes people make books and fucking a whole career out of one mistake they made, you know? So it, it like yeah, changes yeah. them. So the suffering I think it's part of life. Like that's one of the it absolutely isn't it one of the is. four Buddhist truths that life they- suffering is part of life or something (laughs) it sounds true because it is true i i think to live is to suffer and Mm -hmm. we we do spend our entire lives trying to avoid suffering and i get it suffering sucks we've we've done it before and we say "Eh, it's not for me yeah i want to try not suffering and you know of course i want to try to thrive at all times Sometimes, you know, it's just giving the appearance of thriving. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I don't know. And still suffering because like you, while giving the appearance, that causes you suffering sometimes. Yeah. Like pretending to be. <laughs> that's the that's the human <laughs> dichotomy right there. It's like. <laughs> it's so weird that we do that. So avoiding suffering is impossible. Therefore, I try to avoid unnecessary suffering as a result i guess so that's why you say that you don't like to talk about the future yeah because it's like suffering in advance Mm -hmm. when i don't know if it will be suffering or not and but you're just a you you know that's a technique to avoid anxiety you're not 
stuck on a future thought or a past one. You're and yeah, and there's this whole notion of being present as well, where it's like, okay, if I'm in the moment, then I'm not thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just here experiencing the moment. And uh, that is kind of a, a conflicting thing about humans. It's like, if you have to think about the future. You have to yeah. have some idea that I'll exist in the world and need to have the means to do so. And, you know, I guess you go day to day figuring that out. But overall... You try to get a long-term forecast. It's difficult. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult question, but I mean, is, as long as you're willing to at least look forward a little bit while my- maintaining your face in the present, too, it's hard. Yeah, yeah, that's the balance that is probably the hardest. What kind of adventures do you want to have in the future? I would say you want to go to Mexico. I do. You want to have real Mexican tacos on Mexican <laughs> soil. Yes. He wants to go to Veracruz and experience a mercado <laughs> and yes. the beach and a hot dog. And I would say that you want to do all of those things with me and yeah. show me the way. I want to show you the Boloban. <laughs> I want you to try all of my favorite, favorite <laughs> Mexican treats. Yeah. Yeah. Picadas. Oh my gosh. Every day for breakfast. <laughs> So I would say, yeah, that, and just travel anywhere, experience new foods and things. Yeah, even Europe. <laughs> even, I mean, I guess if if we must. <laughs> Maybe India. Yeah, that sounds possible. like it would be more fun. It would be. So those are the, the ones for future. Should we keep going with that? Yeah, let's let's go to the past and knock two of these out at once. What kind of relationship uh, does your partner have with their parents? I see you have a really good relationship with your parents. You had a really good one with your dad. And you still have a really good one with your mom. That is true. And both of us have lost our fathers and have our mothers still with us. So that's comparable for us. But our relationships with our mother are very different. Yeah. I would say that uh, you grew up learning a lot from your mom about what not to do. She was very insistent about what not to do. And uh, I think my mom was a lot more, I don't know, figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think so, yeah. I I think that you had a a good relationship with your dad, even though he was a very complicated person unto himself. Mm -hmm. And uh, your relationship with him is better now that he has passed. Absolutely. Which a lot of people don't get until maybe they lose a parent, so... If you haven't lost a parent, you don't got the right to say shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But still, I think that that's, uh, that's beautiful that you can have a positive relationship with him now, even though when he was alive, it was checkered at best. All right. So the next question is, what is my relationship with my siblings? You have one sibling. I guess that's true. <laughs> that we know of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well. Doug. <laughs> <laughs> it's not impossible. We don't want to know. Do we want to know? No, I don't want to know. You don't? I'm probably okay not knowing. Your relationship is growing? (laughs) Evolving. Evolving. But it was, we're talking about the past here, the question. Oh, yeah. When you were kids, you guys didn't get along as kids. True. Yeah. I would say dry. (laughs) (laughs) Dry? Yeah. 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 We uh, did not get along too well as kids and took a while to appreciate each other as adults. Yeah. I would say that you were much closer with your sister. Yeah. 
especially being in a lot of different places. Compromising. Compromising was definitely the name of the game to get along. Learning how to compromise. and Are we still in touch with any of our friends from childhood? I would say for you, only family, just tias, maybe primas, but probably more tias. Yeah, I actually moved around so much that I don't, I don't think I have anybody from childhood. Definitely no one that I went to school from here at all. Yeah. Because I didn't have social media to hold on to, so. Well, I also did not have social media, and I feel like I did have people that I still contact, like we just had dinner with Chris Bremer. Oh my gosh, yeah. He is a high school friend of mine. I met him in the seventh grade. Yeah. And uh, my friend Ben, you know, we, we also met around the same time, and I still am in contact with these people, and there are some that I wish I was in better contact with, but overall, they're, yeah, there's a few few folks from the olden days. I guess now we answered for ourselves. We should have just... <laughs> I should have answered for you because we forgot that we were doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew what you were going to say. I, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I moved. I had a lot of schools. I moved a lot. Yeah. Did they have a positive high school experience? I would say you didn't. That I did? Yeah. I would say yes and again, no, because I hated high school. I, I hated high school. Why? Well... Again, it comes down to the fact that I felt like an outsider in the town I grew up in. <laughs> like I wasn't an outsider, but I felt like it and it just it didn't never felt like it fit. Like you have you put on a jacket and it fits perfectly. Mm -hmm. That place never felt like it fit perfectly. I don't know, I guess that was my attitude towards it and <laughs> it it felt the same about me and we couldn't wait to part ways. And high school was a part of that. It's like there was one aspect of high school that was fun and enjoyable and it was pretty easy i learned how to you know game the system pretty early and uh -huh. just kind of prove that you're smart right up front and cruise on that for a little <laughs> bit and then coast towards the end so i like had already developed a reputation as a smart kid even if i was more of a slacker but damn so it was easy and it was fun to like dick around with my friends and socialize and learn that aspect of it I could not wait to get out of it and leave it behind. Yeah, I can see, like, I, I have a hard time, like, trying to put myself in the perspective of someone who would go to this in the same town all their life. Yeah. Like, I always thought that would be kind of awesome, but also really scary. Constricting. Like, a little scary, too, yeah. at the same I, time. You do know everybody. You literally know everybody mm -hmm. in almost every grade. Like, and... if you have one major fuck up, it follows you for the rest of your life. Yeah, there was this one kid. Oh, no. See, there, there was always the one kid. Um, it would have been me. <laughs> there was this one kid that would hang. we would hang out with him. He was a friend of ours. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were like hanging out at his house like oh, it was a birthday type thing. And he had a bunch of friends over. And this friend had a little brother who was just like an asshole little brother. <laughs> just like a kid you wanted to smack every time you were around well, him. Well, how much younger? He must have been three, three years younger. So we were young teens and he was still like 11 or something like that. So you're like 16? Maybe 16 or 15. Yeah, probably 16. Ooh. But he, uh, he comes out and he like just starts talking shit about his brother. And he's like, you know, that he has with the faucet. What? <laughs> and he like, 
<laughs> dropped this little nugget, which happened to stick for uh, <laughs> no. a nickname for this friend of ours. No. And that was one of the reputations that he had <laughs> based on just this one comment his dumbass brother probably made up. And <laughs> so, I just don't even know. So there you go. That's high school. And, and these things <laughs> get around. Oh, my God. But it was definitely small town living. That kid didn't even do anything. He was just around. <laughs> he was, yeah, just some dumb, dumb kid who... Uh... Whose dumb brother made up something <laughs> about him. Yeah, so... Ugh. Cautionary tale. Yeah, I don't so know. What, I, I don't know what, either. What to take away from it, but... But that's that was what living in Keysville, New York was like growing up. And, you know, I say that I grew up in New York State and people immediately think it's the metropolis, but it ain't. It's, <laughs> it's as rural as it gets. And uh, it just it wasn't for me. And, you know, New York City was also not for me. So I'm glad that I figured that out. And we decided on the same city separately yeah weirdly salt lake city which we tried out maryland too somehow at yep. the same time <laughs> we were in maryland and around then, the same time and then we came back to salt lake mm -hmm. both times at the same time weird yeah so weird but we made it work so i need to answer your high school experience oh yeah that's right um i don't get a very positive impression about your high school experience i feel like once you got to taylorsville it was better and you had a few good teachers, but overall you just tried to lay low and get the hell out of there. Yeah. I would say m the better experience was uh, in the junior high, just because it was my first transitional year and the counselor there was really helpful and nice. But once we moved to, or I moved to Taylorsville, the counselor there was like a mean lady. <laughs> She yelled at me once because I think she got me confused to, with another girl. Another Gabby or just another I think there girl? was a girl who looked like me who actually, I don't remember her name and I don't want to like, you know, put her on blast. But I remember she at the end of the year was pregnant and her dad was looking around for her. And I was like, I wonder if he thinks if he'll confuse me with her his own daughter or if he will be like no duh that girl doesn't even look like my daughter or not but i was like i remember just feeling a twinge of like what if he grabs me from the hair or something because like was he, he literally, there to pull her out of school and like, like when he found he found out it was like one of the last days of school where we're all you know when you're just like dicking around in school because yeah. it's the last day of school mm -hmm. it was one of those days and i was there with friends and she was too but she was pregnant <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, you gotta wrap that shit up. Yeah. I don't know if that's the same girl who was mean to the counselor who then caused that <laughs> counselor to yell at me. It's I, like or, a whole misunderstanding. I, I think it really was, looking back at it. She just had a bad attitude based yeah. on what you look like. Uh, on maybe that girl or another girl. I don't know how many girls look like me. Who, who knows? <laughs> but um, I would say I did have a good, very artful experience here in the schooling i had here in utah but i did just want to get the hell out of it and you did utah. have that fashion course yeah see it's just it, it had a lot of like art and uh fashion and crafts see that shit did not exist where i went to school and probably to this day does not it's yeah. like i would be surprised if the courses still exist uh, i guess that's a good point to mention too maybe it doesn't even exist here anymore but yeah. like that was very forward thinking to have a class that was 
a fashion yeah. institute class. Yeah. There wasn't even like back in the day when I looked into going to college, there was a fashion institute uh, of something. I think it's called Fashion Institute of California or something. Mm, yeah, they just, it's not like a degree, but it's like a credential type thing. Yeah, it was. That was like the only way to kind of without having to be accepted to a major design college. That was one of the only ways you can learn your way around not just making clothing from scratch, but <laughs> that was the only way you can get yourself around to learn fashion and yeah. stuff. Well, still, I can't say that you've talked too positively about the overall ex high school experience. Yeah, it it was fine. Uh, the next one is, how was my college experience? I would say it was really long. <laughs> it was. It was. And... Exciting at the beginning and disappointing by the end. That's exactly right. I I loved my college situation where I went to a small music conservatory in a state school, New York type situation, the Crane School of Music. And uh, I felt like I had a lot of room to grow there and I did a lot of growing. And then once I went to the University of Maryland for my master's degree, it was like, all right, I'm ready to continue that type of growth and that rate of growth, and it just stopped. It was like, oh, these teachers don't give a shit about me. And wasn't there like also the disappointing of the fact that there weren't the teachers you were expecting were not even there? Yeah, it was a kind of a bait and switch type situation with a lot of the teachers who happened to go on sabbatical mm -hmm. when I was like finishing up, and it was like, damn it, <laughs> I don't that feel sucks. as though I got a very good value out of this education, but. I did it and uh, finished it. Yeah, I met some cool people that I, you know, don't don't talk to as much as I should, but people that I enjoy. Yeah, that's good. And uh, your college experience was, I think, more frustrating than anything, right? I would say it was just like I didn't know what what to do or pick, so I changed a lot from like business to psychology. Like, I felt like. Maybe the what seemed like the right choice would have been business, but what I wanted was psychology. And then when I realized that psychology is, there's so much more to life than just like what psychology says there is, you know, I don't yeah. know. So, yeah, I would say it was just more confusing. <laughs> Our so, cat is just going crazy. <laughs> all right. So the next one's a good one. Do, do I get, do uh, I get excited about visiting? Where I grew up. I'm not going to call it home because it's not my home. This yeah. is my home. No. <laughs> you do not. I don't. I'm sorry, new folks in New York. I am very glad to see you when I go back there and you make it all worthwhile. But going back to where I grew up is very difficult and not the most enjoyable. Well, I would say that you would be excited to go visit home if home was Veracruz or... Yeah. Some more fun like that, but you don't have the same feelings towards Dallas or Nuevo Laredo or, or Monterrey. Monterrey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't I guess that territory has the same vibe. Yeah. All that area. I don't like it. Um but Veracruz, yeah, I would go I would be excited to visit. Me too. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. How does your partner feel about their exes? Uh that just means people you broke up with, yeah. not lost yes <laughs> so we want to just make that because he is a widower so we're not touching on that side for this one um fine 
<laughs> right? Like, do yeah, you... I feel fine. I, I feel as though if I were to run into my exes, I wouldn't have anything to be ashamed of or like I wouldn't hide. I don't think I would be terribly excited to run into <laughs> any of them, but you don't think anyone would curse you out? I don't think so. Enough time has passed between any of my <laughs> previous and whatever girlfriends <laughs> situations, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I think that there's just so much time in between those wounds that it's fine, and I don't even, I don't, I hate to say, but I don't think about them. So, they're not a big part of my life. For you, I would say you have a few exes that uh i would say that your exes are all pretty low on the totem pole of people for you yeah i think like they became exes because you found out that they just weren't good people like they weren't good enough people to be with you I, that sounds really rude well, because not, I, like not it... in a like a their scum just the just the things that they do are not what quality people do yeah, what I was looking for to have. And I just, like morally, I think moral, moral. Yeah, I think and our values. morals and values didn't match at one point, And I think that that didn't work out for me. But I would always make it so they will break up with me in that case. Mm-hmm. Like when I was younger, I, I would have done that. So I I just didn't want anyone being like, oh, she broke up with me and like, you know, getting in any having any mean i feel like people really like the idea of saying i broke up with that person and they, to me they feel like they came out with the upper hand yeah and then they they can just leave unattached you know yeah. like it's so willing and like go so no one ever came back you know trying to get get one back on me or something like that and i can really hear a cat purring in the background <laughs> <laughs> true so for me that's how i handled it and I would say my exes taught me a lot of lessons, I guess. and Yeah, I think that's that's the reason for exes is that they teach you what not to do when the person that really matters comes along. Yeah, and I want to actually touch on this. There's this little, I'm going to look look it up and I'll put it on the show notes, but there's this video and a talk about es- from Esther Hicks where she talks about like every time you have a disappointment in a relationship or someone treats you badly, you can just thank them because in the future, those those people are just helping you manifest a person that truly, you know, embodies what you really are looking for and what you really want in love. And I really feel like sometimes, like I'm reminded of that often with you, just because little things that maybe somebody would have picked at me because of how I how I do things or whatever, and you find them find that charming about me without even knowing that I have that someone has picked on me because of that or something, you know, but you, you always, you know, find everything I do charming or at least, you know, you don't get mad at it or whatever. So, so thank you to the exes, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you to the lessons we've learned (laughs) from our exes. Do you feel you've been able to maintain romantic relationships? Yeah, I think you have. Like in the past? I guess this yeah. is the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, this is the past, yeah. Yeah, and I feel as though you have also been able to maintain positive relationships in the past. 
That's kind of a bizarre question. Positive romantic relationships. Well, I think that at a point I can be honest and tell you that I, I would keep myself at a big distance, involving myself romantically too much. Yeah. I think before I met you, the last time I was involved romantically was my previous marriage, I, I guess you could say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that uh, <laughs> the fortunes have changed. Yeah. This next one. <laughs> Do they have any experience with mental health issues? What does that this mean? Is trying to like shade some folks. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day and <laughs> I, I don't know why, but I was thinking about mental health and it's like mental health is just like physical health. It's not a constant thing. It's something that is good sometimes and is poor at other times and it's something that requires constant attention and it's treated like a few things number one like it's just a constant state of being you either are mentally ill or you are not and yeah. i disagree with that i think every single human being on the face of the planet is mentally ill in one capacity or another and that just means that there's some deficiency that's holding us back that's preventing us from being the whole who we are and that's a mental illness that is preventing us from seeing the truth about who we are and what we're doing and and i think that that's kind of the goal of humanity is to look into that and say where am i mentally ill or mentally deficient or physically ill or physically deficient and do something about it and and i think that the the whole conversation is backward on mental illness and mental non-illness and i don't know how to uh change the stigma about it but i was thinking about that the other day i've had the same thought too like um describe myself as a highly sensitive person and with that comes mood changes like my my moods change and you know that <laughs> you have experienced that and Finding that I've been this way all my life and my moods changed so easily, I felt that I was easily just labeled as someone who has a bad mood since childhood. And I almost felt like I wasn't allowed to have any other mood. Like I was expected to always have a bad mood, um, which can be really hard. So for me, I find it hard and I struggle to be okay with my bad moods when they happen because to me they mean more they mean like this defines who I am because it's always been something that has defined me so they're very scary to to completely accept and to be okay but yeah if like you said the stigma was lessened it would be so much easier and if we as people taught each other and ourselves that things can change and things can improve especially with your your mindset and your mental health and you know moods change that's just the nature of humanity and that's not a bad thing and if you can take the stigma away you can maybe make it less of a a big deal to deal with even having you had someone like in the, maybe not you because I feel like women are policed even more about their mood like if you like if sometimes you go to the office or, or wherever this happened to me in a trail 
where I I passed by an older man. I don't know if he was like Gen X or Boomer. I can't remember. But he had great hair, gray hair. So he could be whatever, whatever age you want him to be. And I was just coming down and I was tired. And he was just going up and he said, smile at me. So he like judged my face to my mood. And I was just tired, you know, like, why do... Why do I have, and I, I've heard countless women say something very similar to this, but it's like our mood is policed and then, you know, when you do have a bad mood, then it defines you. So it's kind of like, well, can I be in another mood now or am I still defined as the bad mood person? <laughs> it's really confusing, I think. Yeah. And I know it's hard. It's like maybe easier for some people to just be like, fuck you. I'm going to define myself. But again, I have. <laughs> We should actually, I sh we should do an episode where we go over being a highly sensitive person because it's it's a book and it's an interesting book. Yeah. Are um, you mentally ill? How do you feel about middle school? I feel <laughs> mentally ill. Well, I feel like I answered that one already because I did like, I did middle school. Sorry, I have to answer your question. Never mind. I feel like you feel blah. I've never heard you say any <laughs> cool experiences about middle school at all. <laughs> that is exactly true. Middle school were like the lost years for me. I I, I don't remember them. <laughs> I think that they were pretty shitty. <laughs> I was were just, they? Yeah, I was just like a scrawny seventh grader. And, Aww. you know, I uh, had mullet. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. That was the like prime mullet years, <laughs> like 92. 93 so it was just like i hadn't matured into anything yet i I like my sense of humor wasn't matured yet my uh <laughs> sense of music i was you know a singing kid but that was about it <laughs> you're just like this annoying <laughs> little singing kid yeah. who's singing really loud yeah probably <laughs> and high How cute. I, you know probably hit puberty in eighth grade and uh -huh. So middle school sucked. It was shitty. I'm sorry. I feel like yours was less shitty. You just mentioned it. But, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I also had part of it in Mexico. Yeah. So. Middle school sucks for everybody. Uh, yeah, it does. It really <laughs> changed me. Actually, I in that seventh grade, right? That's when you start middle school. Seventh grade. Sixth or seventh, I think, depending on a few different factors. I don't know. Yeah, it was right out of Catholic school and just to a regular ass private school and it was different i started talking more and paying less attention and we had pretty crappy teachers so there was nothing to learn yeah and so i learned to have a little more fun i had my first good friend who i had fun with pamela she was like a bit of a partner in crime and she honestly i was just remembering her last last week she really was sort of like a my first best friend and I never really talked to you about her or anything but her and I would laugh all day long but with her it was a great a great friendship and I don't even know we would just laugh all day I don't even know what we would talk about or anything we were just dumb well that's good yeah so those are good friends to have yeah and I think that that's the prime stupid years as a kid it's like you're still a kid you're allowed to be dumb allowed to laugh at dumb shit and not be taken too seriously and you know no one's 
no one's really watching you because no one wants to deal with a 12 13 year old kid they're just like uh, yeah let me know when you're 18 <laughs> yeah exactly so you're you're so weird and awkward yeah and everything's stupid and funny to you <laughs> yeah and so what better than a friend that's just as stupid and funny she would go around and like do this where she would she would walk around and grab like i don't know a string and put it by her eyes and make herself go cross-eyed and stick her tongue out and go, uh, and just like cross her eyes. And that's what she would do because that's how dumb we were. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We, we were just, Hilarious. we would just have fun. Com comedic geniuses. Yeah. This is comedy gold. <laughs> I honestly couldn't tell you what we, we probably, probably talked about music we liked and stuff like that. Well. Let's uh, cap it at that. We've gone through two sections today. We've future done future and past. And the past. Which is weird. We should have done the past and the future. Yeah, that's kind of a bizarre ordering. But hey, we didn't make it. We just read them. Yeah. So again, all of the information will be left in the show notes. So we would love to hear what you have to say about these questions. And if you know your partner as well as we know our partner. Yes. We dare you. <laughs> we dare you. It's a competition. <laughs> Uh, we have three more sections left, and stay tuned because one of them is, let's see, I can tell you what A this. sexy one? Yeah, one of them is a sex one. The other one's a communication section, and then values. Nice. Yeah, so hopefully we can squeeze those all in together, or leave the sex one for last. <laughs> yeah. So, stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, and we hope to see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.